Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to this episode. My guest today is Dr. Terry Fisher, dubbed the voice doctor. So I'm very cognizant of my voice today. We were just talking about that in the green room about how raspy my voice is today. He's an award-winning TEDx and keynote performer, physician, professor, author, educator, my goodness, and leading authority on all things voice technology. He is the creator and host of The Voice Den, an online voice technology reality show that combines his passions for voice technology and education in a fun, relaxed, and entertaining style. So I'm really curious to hear about that, Terry. Um, He is a sport and exercise physician and clinical assistant professor at the University of British Columbia and the co-author of the great book, Voice Technology in Healthcare, Leveraging Voice to Enhance Patient and Provider Experiences. Wow, Terry, welcome to the show. That's so diverse. And I I want to attack almost everything in your bio, uh, but we're so happy to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure. Um, I get to talk about voice technology and that's the best part of my day. So I love it. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Of course. You know, one of the things that we want to share with everyone too, is that we met through Clubhouse. And I think that's really Mm -hmm. important because this has become, you know, a new voice technology for all of us where we finally don't have to be on Zoom and look great every single day and still be able to network. And I absolutely love it. I know Grant Cardone was on Clubhouse not too long ago, and he was taking a shower while he was on Clubhouse (laughs) telling everybody about it. (laughs) But You know, I do like that because we're here in COVID, you know, over the last year and, you know, just the constant sitting and you being a sport and exercise physician, you understand you know, the constant sitting and the, now I have a standing desk. So I'm sitting and standing during the day, but man, if I could just walk around while I'm on calls, I would get all my steps in. And that's just the exciting part about it. So I've made a real big shift in my business lately to have one or two days a week where I'm sitting and standing in my office, um, sitting and standing in zoom. And then the rest of the days, I'm not in front of my computer in front of zoom because I need to get moving. And especially the older I get, and now I'm really (laughs) old. Um, it's, it's really important to move. So anyway, it was so good to meet you on clubhouse. I was so excited. And I said, Terry, we have to have have a podcast. So I'm so delighted to have you here today. So I want to start with a couple of things, you know what? I want to talk about your story. You know, you sure. you are a physician, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you're still active, so you're going to tell us yeah. about that. But let's go way back and talk about sure. your childhood. What what your childhood looked like? It doesn't have to be good or bad. It's just you know what caused you to want to be a physician. And tell us a little bit about that journey that you had as being a doctor, and then how it tr- sort of transformed into where you're at now. Sure, that's a great question. So. I come from a family of four boys, four boys in my family. It was a busy, busy house. Um, and 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Rambunctious. Ram- that's a good word to describe it. Rambunctious. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was very busy. Uh, we all had uh, lots of interests. I was active in a lot of things as you know, a lot of kids are um, sports. M- music was very big in, in our family. My uh, mom is, is a, a professionally trained opera singer and music therapist. And uh, she really wanted us to all take music lessons. And, and that sort of really started my uh, interest in sound, audio, yeah. and as well in performing. And so that was sort of a, you know, part of my after school activities. That was a regular part of my life. Um, but at the same time, I was also finding that I really just was interested in science and techie things. I was this kid that would love, like to play with all the latest gadgets and that sort of thing. And as I got older and I learned more about the sciences, I found that I had this passion to learn about the human body and it eventually led to learning more about it and eventually led to, to medical school. And one of the things I've always been interested in though is, the, is sort of the, the mechanics of how the body works. And that led me down the path of doing some specialized training in sports medicine. Right, right. At the same time, like I said, I've always been very interested in tech and technology and also sound and audio and music. And I also was discovering that I had these entrepreneurial tendencies. Um, (laughs) And I also liked educating. Before medical school, I actually did an education degree as well. And so what I started to realize, this is now maybe three or four years ago, was that there was a, a way that I could combine these passions for tech, science, education, performance, sound, audio, and that sort of led me to start to explore what was happening in the technology space, specifically with voice and smart speakers. Yeah, and yeah. the more I learned about it, the more I became fascinated with the area and how I believe it's actually going to kind of revolutionize the way that we interface with computers in the next years to decade. And so what I discovered was that as I started to create some resources, and my first thing was a sort of a blog about voice technology got a lot of interest. And at the same time, as I was developing those sorts of resources, it was a real nice creative outlet for what I was doing in my day job as a physician. Yeah. Yeah. And I still do practice as a physician, but I found that it actually kind of made me a better physician because I was able to kind of have this creative outlet and then go back and sort of with a, you know, new ideas and then sort of a a fresh outlook on it. Right. It gave you a booster shot. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And, uh, so that's kind of how I've come into the space that I am in now. So tell us how, how the combination of patient care and health has this voice technology in it. What are you seeing in that space? Because I'm thinking about when I've gone to my doctor, although we don't go that often anymore, right? <laughs> when I go to my doctor, I don't see them dictating anything. I don't see them asking. We can't use her name on the show because she will start talking to us, right? That's right. That's um, right. But her. We call her Lexi. <laughs> Lexi. Yeah, yeah, Lexi. With her, uh, you know, I don't see them using any uh, technology. So tell me what your uh, vision is for where that's going to help patients yeah. and doctors. <laughs> That's a great question. And it's coming. You will see physicians using it. Maybe the best way to kind of paint the vision is to kind of give you a little bit of a, a scenario here. And, and this is a little bit of a future looking scenario, but it's not that future looking, to be honest. A lot of what I'm going to describe to you here is coming very quickly. If not, some of these elements are possible already. Mm-hmm. So imagine you wake up in the morning and you're not feeling well. You think, oh, maybe I have COVID. Mm-hmm. So you have your smart speaker. We won't say the name. We'll call her Amazon Lexi so that she doesn't respond. <laughs> right. um, 
but you have your smart speaker and maybe you cough. So already there is research being done that can analyze the sounds of your voice to help to detect diseases. And so now I am aware of that because there is a little dictating machine that a friend of mine has who works in the mind space, you know, Mm -hmm. in sort of Mm -hmm. woo woo. I hate using that word, but like works in the mind (laughs) space right now. And Uh um, they uh, asked us to just say, you know, who your name was and what your sentence was. I don't know, whatever it was. And it downloaded and sent me a report, right? A report on my, you know, levels of whatever. It said, it looks like you have lowered, I don't know, vitamin D. Let's just use that, right? Like vitamin D, whatever. And it sent me the complimentary music for me to listen to so that it would calm down those cells. Interesting. So that, that sounds... Yeah, it is. It is. When you think about it on one level, it is crazy stuff. Yeah. That sounds to me like that's what an application of sort of music therapy, because we know that when you listen to certain types of music, yeah. for example, it can, it can adjust your heart rate yeah. and get you into that, that sort of that tempo of the music. Yeah. So yeah, that's sort of along the same lines. So it's fascinating. So, so, you know, you, you would talk to this device and the device would listen to you speak. And uh, just to give you another example of that, there's actually a study that's been done by the Mayo Clinic that looked at the way people speak and it's correlated to the risk of them having coronary artery disease just from the way they speak. And so, you know, you'd have this dialogue with your voice assistant and let's say it asks you some questions and then it thinks, oh, you know what? Maybe you have strep throat in this case. And so what it would do then, it would automatically organize to have a a test sent to your home. And if it was, if this were part of Amazon's ecosystem, and I think Amazon is building towards this, uh, you know, maybe it's even sent by a drone. Yeah. And then the device, again, the smart speaker tells you how to do the test. It tells you the results. Maybe it orders antibiotics for you. It has oh those sent God. to your home. It walks you through how to take them, reminds you, and makes sure that you're getting better. And the whole thing is done like through an interaction with a smart speaker. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. So, and, but there'll be preventive measures, right, for someone who has addictions or things like that, that it senses that, oh, you have way too much in your system. I'm not going to subscribe something to you. Yeah, well, that's interesting too. Like, you know, one of the really powerful things about voice and one of the things that I think is really going to make voice so compelling for the next couple of years, a decade, as I was saying, is the contextual part of voice and that you can hear emotion in voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll often give the example, like I have a son and when he comes home from school, I could ask him like, how was school today? And he might, he might, well, that's it, right? He might say, it was great. Or he mm-hmm. might say, it was great, right? It's the same words, but it's right. got a completely different meaning. And if we can detect that as human beings, the artificial intelligent smart speakers can start to detect that. And then they can start to alert you like, oh, you're becoming depressed. Or yeah, especially in COVID, right? They just came out with a big yeah. report today about teenagers. I mean, a whole analysis over the last year about what's happening with teens. And, you know, if it could detect that, you know, you got bullied at school or something's going wrong, you know, we could save lives. Yeah, well, yeah, it's amazing. Well, you can use that that technology and you can start to make uh, you know, based on the sentiment analysis, so, you know, analyzing, is this person happy, sad, et cetera, you could start to predict behaviors. Like, is this person at risk for suicide? Yeah. And that sort yeah. of thing. So there's so many applications. There. There's also business applications of that. Imagine you're, you're negotiating a deal with someone on the phone and you're using sentiment analysis to get a sense of how they're feeling about the negotiations at that time. Yeah. 
Like oh, there's wow. a lot of business. Can you lose? I don't know. Are you on the, what if I'm on the losing end of that? Well, well <laughs> they're, they're doing that to me, but I'm not doing it to them. <laughs> well, that's it, right? There's ethical questions about that. Like, yeah. Is, yeah. Like, I imagine. Is that ethical practice? So that's just, I mean, that's just one little part of voice technology. So, yeah. So now I know you're the creator of the voice den. So tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about that, this online voice technology reality show. I mean, there's so many little dynamics to this is, it's online, it's voice technology reality show that combines the passion of voice and education, right? Yes. There's a lot of components to right there. Yeah. So, so tell us about this so that if someone wants to go participate, they could. Sure, sure. So this has become one of my big focuses because the show has gained a lot of traction. And I should give a shout out. I'm very fortunate and very, very humbled to say that the show is actually now being sponsored by both Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant. Awesome. So, um, so it's, it's wonderful to have their support. I started this about a year ago now when COVID really first hit. And I started to think of how I could continue my interest in, like I said, education and mm-hmm. passion and performing and talk about voice. And there were a lot of sort of Zoom webinars popping up all over the place. And what I really missed was going to conferences and not so much sitting in the sessions, but those things and those interactions that happen afterwards when you go out for dinner in the together hallway. or you go out for drinks and you, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I wanted to see if I could recreate that kind of atmosphere. Oh. And so that's what the voice den really is based on. And it's been called, some people called it the happy hour of voice now. And basically what it is, is uh, we invite the community together. I will, will invite five of the sort of the influencers in the voice space. We call them the voice fluencers and <laughs> There's no lectures, there's no planned content, but what it is, they come on screen, we invite people from the community to come on screen and recreate that feeling of sitting across from these people at, you know, at a, in a restaurant and they right. get to have a free conversation and everybody right. else Just some follows. networking. Yeah. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of networking, having some conversations. Exactly. When I was first describing it, I first described it almost like Shark Tank, but yeah. voice technology, because you bring on these experts and people that- you know, maybe others wouldn't necessarily have an opportunity to talk to these people, right. but they get to just ask them tips, tricks. What are they working on? Get some advice. Yeah. And then we, we add a gamification level to it as well, which is kind of fun as well. And, and I, and I try to keep things in a very light, jovial atmosphere. We get lots of like good natured heckling going on during the, during the uh, um, <laughs> event as well. And yeah. uh, it's been very successful. So that sounds like fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. And so how do we find out about that, by the way? Uh, you can just go to thevoiceden.com. Okay. And uh, I do. And that's where you can become a member, look into things and. Yeah. yeah. And I've brought that over to Clubhouse now. We were talking about Clubhouse. So we'll typically have like an after party after the Voice Den online event. We'll go to Clubhouse. We'll go to uh, Clubhouse. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. cool. That's now see, I didn't think about that as a tool to say, hey, you know, because I just had a um, a big workshop, a two day workshop, a virtual workshop. And afterwards we had a VIP cocktail party. Right. Oh, okay. Where I had sent, yeah. actually sent uh, the VIPs. I sent them wine glasses and I said, you can fill it with milk, <laughs> right? <laughs> but fill it with whatever. And uh-huh. it had, uh, it's called cracking the top producer code. And I would put, you know, had a little logo on and everything. And so we had a little VIP party, you know, we sent everybody else away and then we removed them from the, the webinar. I call it Zoominar, um, to, yeah. through the Zoominar. And we had a little cocktail party, but how cool would it be if everybody's involved in Clubhouse to be able to move everybody to Clubhouse and then have more people come in? 
That's right. So yeah, it's well, kind of a, a really exciting. So let's talk about the revolution of what's going to be happening with voice. I mean, how, Sure. what other things are going to be coming up? Because gosh, we just had somebody, not somebody, but an apparatus, right? Like a big Humvee land on Mars. I had the beautiful opportunity and a mastermind that I'm part of um, through Secret Knock to, we had and one of the astronauts on our uh-huh. mastermind and he was telling about all the things that are happening that we didn't even know. It is so interesting. And I okay. imagine there's some things that you know being in this space that we have no idea. So what is coming? I feel like there's a big tsunami coming of technology. Uh, that's a good way of describing it. I'd agree with that. I think it's important for maybe the listeners to understand why voice is so compelling right now. And what I can say is when you look back in history, we see that about every 10 years, approximately every decade, there's a big paradigm shift in the way people interact with technology. So I'll date myself here a little bit, but if I go back a number of decades, I remember coming home from school and my parents had bought our first personal computer and it was a Tandy computer from Radio Shack. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> um, it had those five and a quarter inch floppy disks. Yeah. And we had to put it in the drive and then load the computer up. And, and then go, you'd eh, wait. Eh, eh. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You got it. You got it. <laughs> and then all you could do, there was no graphics. It was just typing, just typing right. prompts. Right. And so we used a keyboard. And then about 10 years later, uh, Microsoft came out with Windows. Mm-hmm. And I remember that. It was like a magical device. You now had a mouse and you could click things and move things around on the screen. And then about 10 years later, that's when the iPhone came out. Mm-hmm. And that was like truly like magical. Now you could have the computer in your hand and pinch and type and zoom and all that kind of stuff. Right. But the thing is, all three of those, they all require some type of hardware in your hand or you're holding it, a keyboard, a mouse, a touchscreen. And now here we are about a decade later. And because the computing power has gotten so fast and these technologies like artificial intelligence, natural language understanding, natural language processing. Right. Um, for the first time, we're able to interact with a computer just through our voice. Mm-hmm. And what that means is we no longer have to like learn these skills of typing and clicking and zooming and things to, to talk to a computer. The computers are adapting to us, our most natural way of communicating, which yeah. is a completely different way of looking at it. And because of that, like when you, when you think about that, like there's five main reasons also that voice is going to be so compelling. And I've broken them down based on the letters, V-O-I-C-E. Mm-hmm. So Voice is, is versatile. So what that means is we, we can multitask when we're having a conversation, right? Like yeah. the best example is you can drive mm-hmm. and talk, but you shouldn't be texting and driving. Right. So that's one thing about voice. O stands for omnipresent, meaning like it's sound and it's all around you. So someone could call my name from behind me and I'd be aware of that. But that same experience wouldn't be possible if I'm looking at a screen. Right, right. So that's the power of sound. I. So I stands for innate. When we're born as babies, the first thing that we do is we cry. Yeah. We use our voice. It's instinctual. And yeah. you know, kids are growing up being able to actually talk to computers now because they don't have to learn how to read or write to talk to a computer. They can just do yeah. it. So it's innate. You know, I see contextual. I talked a little bit about that already, that you can hear emotion in voice. And right, right. You know, when you get an email, sometimes you don't know if somebody's being sarcastic right. or... I got one yesterday. Yeah, I got one yesterday. It says, uh, okay. (laughs) U-H, okay. Uh, Okay. And I looked at what I text and went. What does that mean? uh, (laughs) That could be like, ah, okay. Or it could be like. It could be, oh, okay. uh, Or, uh, okay. okay. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it meant. So I immediately got on the phone and said, hey, what'd you mean? Exactly. <laughs> so that's a perfect example of that. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So that's the contextual piece. And that was the last our friend is- Lou Diamond, by the way. Sorry? That was our friend oh. Lou Diamond. Oh, okay. Okay. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. And then the last one is E, efficient. So we can mm-hmm. actually, when you type, the average person types about 40 words per minute when you speak. The average person speaks about 150 words per minute. So it's three to four times faster. And so when you take all those reasons together and the fact that we are at this stage now where the technology has evolved, like I loved your phrase. It's like, we're about to see a tsunami of voice tech stuff coming at us from all directions Yeah, um, because it just makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really crazy. You know, and it's not just the voice technology, but everything I'm hearing, you know, I um, interviewed the former AG of Nevada and you would think, okay, that's technical. He's an attorney. What the heck is going on? But he is really at the forefront of some technology that has to do with restaurants, um, hmm. you know, and the fact that restauranteurs, you know, and COVID kind of perpetuated this, but restauranteurs won't have to have the 3,000 square feet or the 1,300 square feet, but they just need 300 square feet where there are robots that are dunking chicken and doing all these things and taking the phone calls, you know, through the voice technology and dunking the chicken and putting it someplace in a box somewhere in box five and the person's coming up and gets a code and opens up box five and they have their item or, you know, the driver comes and gets it and takes it to someone's house and and they're calling them ghost restaurants and ghost kitchens. And it's like a huge, huge thing that's happening right now everywhere. And the funding for it is ridiculous. And it's just growing and growing and growing. Um, and yet the restauranteur is making more money. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, that's a good example of one industry where, you know, the technology certainly is having a, a huge impact. I think voice technology is going to have an impact on it, quite frankly, in every single industry. I yeah. mean, one of the funnest things to do is to sit here, like name an industry and kind of brainstorm about the ways that voice tech is already starting to impact it or the way it's going to yeah. in the future. Like I know for real estate, for example, I know that there are people looking at creating experiences where a buyer will walk into a home and there'll be smart speakers in there and it will basically be an automated tour guide to the home. Right. Like the realtor saying, so notice the floors. These are all hardwood floors, blah, 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 blah. Please proceed into the dining room. Exactly. (laughs) And it can be, and it can be triggered by somebody literally walking in the room by a motion detector. Yeah. And so it's very precise in terms of where the person is in the home or having a voice assistant that actually tells you things about the listing, but from outside the home or from your own home. So, I mean, those are just two examples. Yeah. In, in, well, in yeah. That. And I mean, you know, the real estate, you know, cause that was my industry before mortgages specifically, but I think that that's really interesting because, you know, I remember when the technology came out that there was a phone number that was put as a rider on the sign that said, call this number and hear a video or hear a voice message about this home. Right. And how it's come so far where you had to write, type in a number and then it would capture you and it was a lead gen and, you know, it's kind of interesting. And then we went to QR codes, right? Those are huge right now. And we'll see what comes up in the future. So what do you see as, what are you doing moving forward so that the listeners who are enthralled with this are saying, oh my gosh, I can't wait. I want to know more. I want to know more. What is a way that we can reach out to you? um, The best way to reach out to you, but also just what do you see coming down the pike that you'd like to sort of dangle a little carrot to everybody? (laughs) 
Um, well, maybe I'll add to that part first, the, the dangle the carrot part, yeah. because I think it's so exciting. I'll put it this way. I'll ask, like, I'll just pose a question. Like, what if there was a way that brands, businesses could scale their voice so that they could have conversations with multiple people in their audience at the same time, but at an individual level? Because oh, that's wow. where I think the power of the smart speakers are, because somebody could be talking to your brand through a branded experience right. on an individual level. And it's a way of essentially scaling that interaction wow. with, with your community. And the other thing I'll mention is that, you know, a lot of brands can answer the question, like, what does the brand look like? What does the brand stand for? Right. But as we move to this world more and more where it's going to be based on ambient computing speakers and microphones around us, I think brands need to be asking themselves the question, what does your brand sound like? Yeah. Because yeah. Cause as you were saying that I was thinking, okay, what does it do? It takes a whole bunch of my conversations being recorded to know exactly the vernacular that I use, the voice inflection I use, the words I use, how I speak. Will it interrupt me? <laughs> Those <laughs> are all really, really good questions. Yeah. Cause you and I are kind of like overlapping when we're talking, right? Will it interrupt yeah. to make it feel like it's really me because maybe I'm more of an interrupter and someone isn't or vice versa, you know, it's just kind of interesting to see how that would kind of play out. Um, I think you'd have to be very precise about your brand. People talk about branding all the time and messaging, but it sounds like, boy, you'd have to be right on the dot. Very, very important. Absolutely. For voice tech is to figure out what is the persona of your brand yeah. What type of words do you want to use? What type of, like, if you're a financial institution, typically speaking, it's going to be very, I don't know if formal is the right word, but it's going to be very structured. You know, this is the yeah. amount that you have. This There's is the a transaction. a lot of acronyms. All that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Or say you were a brand that was promoting luxury vacations. Do you want to have that type of persona or do you want it to be more like, hey, you know, come join us on the beach. We're going to be hanging out and this kind of thing. Like, you know, it's a very different vibe. And yeah. that can come across in the voice and the way it's designed. So with smart speakers, the way there are apps on a phone, you can design what are known as skills for Amazon Lexi, we'll call her, or actions for Google Assistant. And that's what I mean when you can create branded experiences, you can have these skills designed or you can create them yourself. Yeah. And you create that verbal interaction that a person then will then interact with your brand. And you can, you can be really creative with it, answer questions, do promotional things through the brand, through the devices, lots of different things. I've seen some big companies do some very interesting things. Yeah. You know, that brings up something that I'm going to go backwards just a second, <laughs> but it brings up something. I remember when, you know, like, for example, I have a British guy on my iPhone. My, I have a British guy. And my, every time my husband hears it, he's like, I can't believe you have that one. And he goes, well, you have that woman you know, on the phone. And I tried to do the Australian, but I couldn't understand him. His accent was too difficult for me. <laughs> um, it is funny how they'll, he'll pronounce things different. Like I have a, an uncle, his name is Darcy, right? But I call him Uncle Darce, D-A-R-C. He calls him Uncle Dark. Oh. I'm going to call Uncle Dark, uh, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um, and even our last name, he pronounces it differently than we pronounce our last name. And I think that's kind of interesting, but when they first came out and when the GPSs came out, I had said, and it's never, I've never seen it come to fruition. I do think that we're now perhaps past it and now it would be going backwards. But I kept saying to everyone, I want to invent or, you know, something that where we get to choose the voice. It's not just a Brit or, you know, a Canadian or American or whatever. It's not just that, but 
what if you had Homer Simpson, right? And you're driving down the road and Homer Simpson's telling you, he's going, don't make a U-turn, don't make a U-turn, right? Or you had Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? <laughs> you had Arnold Schwarzenegger, da, you'll be back, you'll be, you know, or whatever. And you're using all these crazy voices that right. are so popular, you know, or Clinton, I did not have, right? And you have like the, the inflection that the, these people have would be so fun to go on these little trips and, and be able to, you know, pick a different thing or Demi Moore with her raspy voice, you know, go, <laughs> telling you to turn, turn right, you know, whatever. I just think it would be the coolest thing in the world. And I still think it's cool, but I, I don't know that anybody's ever even thought about that kind of technology. So, you know, it's really interesting. Funny you mentioned that is that, so for, at least for Amazon, for Lexi, you have the option of enabling a Samuel L. Jackson voice. And then you have yeah. the option of setting up the explicit version or not. And he can swear off, he can swear at you and all that kind of stuff. Oh my but God. so that's one thing. It's, it's a little bit of a, a novelty, I'd say. Yeah. But along the lines of what you were saying, there is technology that exists today that can create synthetic voices from voice samples. So meaning somebody records yeah. their voice and it could be yeah. any one of these celebrities or, yeah. you know, yeah. you're talking about. And then when you type in text, it comes back in their voice. Oh, wow. And so oh, wow. Yeah. you can actually, you can actually do that today. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of there. It's kind of there, you yeah. know, but not for my GPS. Cause I just wanted to travel with someone that I love, you know, I love their voice <laughs> and I just wanted to travel with them. And you know, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. And you know, I mean, even with Amazon, Lexi who's over here, yeah. even with her, I love that. Thank you very much. You wouldn't believe how many times I've had to whisper, <laughs> <laughs> um, but with Amazon, Lexi, even with her, you know, there's a lot of YouTube videos out there about, you know, the version and, you know, and you from Saturday Night Live, the version for elderly people, the, yes. you know, the silver and they, they yeah. give all the different names, Amanda and right. And uh, actually, I did that not too long ago. I was calling her, <laughs> calling her and I'm like, it's broken. I don't know what's going on. And I have a friend whose name is Alexis. Oh. And I kept calling her that. Oh, that's and, funny. But I was, I was like looking, going, what's her name? What's What's the one on the phone? What's her name? I was stupidly doing oh, that's But yeah, they've got a lot of spinoffs, you know, like a country version of it that speaks, you know, Southern slang. And it's really exciting stuff. It really is. So, you know, I'm really excited. So if someone wants to get in touch with you and let's say, you know, what I love about you is that, you know, if there is a tech company or there's a company that's listening, you know, someone who belongs to a company or has their own company and they just want to be in the forefront of this. You know, they want it. They want to hear more about it. They want you to come and speak about technology because it's just something new for them to speak or they want to connect with you on the voice den. What's the best way for us to connect with you? As you mentioned, I have a lot of stuff going on. My yeah. sort of the one central hub would be my personal website, drterryfisher.com. And Got my it. Name, a little different spelling. It's D-R-T-E-R-I-F-I-S-H-E-R.com. Yeah. That same spelling, Dr. Terry Fisher is my handle on Twitter, Instagram, and now Clubhouse as well, where I am quite yeah. active. And then for the Voice Den, if you want to join the Voice Den, then by all means, you can, um, I mean, there's a link from that site, drterryfisher.com, but also you can simply go to thevoiceden.com and that'll take you directly there. We'd love to have you as part of our part of our audience. And I'm always open to, to chatting about voice. I just, I just love it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I know you do. And I, I picked up on that when we talked, obviously, from that first time. So we'll have all of those links plus other links because you've got other things, Flash Briefing Formula, Voice in Canada, Voice First Health. You have all kinds of things that are going on. So we'll make sure that we put all of those links in there. And 
I want to leave us with this, me asking this question. Is there anything else you would like to share about what is going on in voice technology? Oh, wow. That's a great question to finish off with. Um, what I'll say is, and it's probably evident from what I've been talking about for the last you know, half an hour or so, but I think if you're a brand that really wants to be on the forefront of what's happening, I would just say, like, take a serious look at what's happening with voice technology, because I think we're sort of in stage now where we were with, let's say, mobile phones 10 years ago. And when mobile first came out, you know, there was this sort of this gold rush almost for, for creating the best apps and also just having a real, truly mobile experience on a phone mm-hmm. um, and optimizing your business and your brand and the presence for mobile. And I think we're going to be seeing that here in the next next little while. So brands that really want to be on the forefront, you really need to start thinking about how are you going to optimize your presence for voice, for ambient computing, because I think that's the future. So um, if there's one takeaway message, it'd be just, you know, think about that. Think about what your brand sounds like and how best to kind of optimize that experience for your, for your audience. Yeah. I love that. I love what does your brand sound like? And that'll be something I'm going to be talking to my uh, coaching students today because (laughs) I'm going to be talking about branding today. And I'm going to say, Hey, I just had this conversation. So I'm really, really excited about it, but I just want to say thank you so much, Jerry, for joining us. I'm so glad that we connected on Clubhouse and I look forward to seeing you in a whole bunch of rooms and we'll invite each other back and forth like we've been doing and, you know, kind of pinging each other to come in to highlight and edify you. And so I thank you so much for sharing all of this great information. Very appreciative. Very appreciative. I want to thank you for for the opportunity. It's been a real pleasure getting to know you and thanks so much for the opportunity. Uh, I really appreciate you doing great work and thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today and taking time out of your day to listen in to our show. And just a quick reminder, please be sure to give us a great five-star rating and write a review. We are always looking for reviews and five-star ratings. So please take the extra few minutes just to pay it forward for us. We would really appreciate that. And we'll catch you next time on Success to Significance. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com slash S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.